everyone, it's Mark and Annette with Carrying the Load. It's a cold day today here in Utah. It's been snowing and one of those days you just don't want to get outside. We sure don't. It's beautiful though. It's been a, a dreary winter without the snow and so it's been great to have it. And it's, there's something cozy about it, even though it's cold and we don't want to be out there. Um, there is a coziness. And here we are together chatting with you, our friends. You know, we've had some great guests during the last little while that have shared their insights and their wisdom. And it's been it's been super fun to talk with them and to really get to know them better and to feel of their perspectives and their passion about those things that they've talked about. But Annette and I wanted to visit with you today to share with you some some thoughts about our new course. We have a brand new course that we've put together. It's called From Broken to Beautiful. I'm so excited about this. This is something that we have been working on for the better part of a year. It's something that, uh, quite honestly, has developed into this course. It uh, started with an opportunity to speak to a group of women, and and the need was so great, and and the response and the feedback was such that I wanted to keep exploring. You know, as Mark and I continue to talk and develop things and learn, and we 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 pulled things together and other resources that this really is an incredible opportunity to learn more about yourself, to um, mend and to heal, and to really see that you no longer have to feel broken if that's what you feel. Part of what we've been focusing on during the last year has been on the body, mind, and soul. We've talked about uh, exercising both our body as well as our minds, as well as our emotions. And this particular course, From Broken to Beautiful, is going to help you to identify certain areas of your life that maybe you can help to make, can, can we be so bold as to use the word reinvent yourself? We sure can. You know, this is something that I think as you and I have both gone through these, these processes in our own personal lives, it has reinvented us to a degree, to that better self that we would hope to become. We have different experiences in our lives that help reinvent us. Annette and I have talked often about the fact that uh, the last five years has been, a re has been a reinvention for us as we've moved from a place that we were at for 25, almost 26 years to a brand new place. We've met new people and have had new friends that have developed from this move. And it's been a great opportunity for us to once again, reinvent ourselves. It's been an opportunity to, like you said, re reinvent, to start start fresh. And as we started fresh, um, at the same time, it, there was an anxiousness about it. And I feel like that's almost the same thing that people might be feeling about going into this course from broken to beautiful as they learn to, to really look to look at themselves and to look at their their experiences in their life. You know, Annette, change, I think, I think what you're saying is very important. Change really does, uh, it's not always the easiest thing to do. Change can be something that uh, we, we fight with. So it can be something that uh, we, we just don't want to do because of the fact that it's something different. At the very same time, doing something different can sometimes be the very best thing that we could possibly do. So, Annette, during the last... 10 months or so, we've seen a lot of different emotions. We've seen it ourselves. We know of family members. We've, we've seen people that uh, have really struggled 
with uh, the, the fear that sometimes comes with change. And, you know, the question was asked early on, do you know anybody that has COVID-19? And we didn't. And then as a few months went by, we started to know people that had COVID-19. The question was next asked, do we know anybody in our own family that had COVID-19? And then it was, do you know anybody that's passed away from COVID-19? And so this thing has really become a front and center issue, just like it probably was back in 1918 when we had the uh, influenza epidemic. Right. And it's that, that unknown. You know, and with that uh, comes a little bit of fear. I think that we've identified that there's really three different kinds of zones that we've seen during the last 10 months or so. The first is the fear zone. Do you remember when we read in the newspapers and saw on television all the people grabbing up the uh, toilet paper and medications and there was no food on the shelves? That was a product of fear. That was. I remember the first time I went to the grocery store and I had to stand in line and all I was going was to get a loaf of bread and a gallon of milk. And, and you know, along with that, and that, there was fear, there was uh, anger, there was uh, uh, just the frustration of people that, uh, that led to them maybe being different than they typically would be. Right. And that brought the fear upon me. You know, I saw, you know, even in my own employment, I saw uh, people get uh, upset easily. I saw, I saw complaints. There, there were just... There was just a lot of a lot of reaction to what we didn't know was happening at the time. And then from that fear zone, I think we identified that there was a little bit of a learning zone. We, we learned how to adapt. We learned how to stop being compulsive. We, we learned how to identify our emotions a little bit better. And we, we really became aware of uh, situations that uh, would require us to react maybe a little bit differently than we would during that fear zone. Oh, for sure. And, and I loved that as we learned, then those reactions were very different from the fear zone. So here we are now, and, and I hope that each of us are growing in the different zones. I think we're in the growth zone now. From COVID-19. I think that uh, we're, we're looking at how we can help others maybe a little bit more, a little bit better than we were at the beginning. I, I see that uh, we're, we're trying to live in the present and not focus so much on the future. Uh, I, I feel like we're more empathetic with ourselves as well as others. But at the same time, I think that we have a long way to go. I do too. But I feel like within me there's been a shift and almost an excitement of this growth zone and what it has to offer and what lies ahead of each of us. You know, I, along with that, you know, I, I can, I hear what you're saying in that. And I, and I've seen with both of us that we're probably a little bit uh, more happy that our emotional state is a little bit better than it was before. I think there's more hope there now than there was maybe even, even five, four, three months ago. And with that, as we were talking and as we've been focusing our attention on what can we do to help others to get into that growth zone, we felt that uh, this, this concept from broken to beautiful would have some, some real uh, opportunity to, to learn and to grow and to, and to find your true self. And so Annette, kind of give us an idea of where that concept from broken to beautiful came from. This concept of from broken to beautiful really goes back to about a year ago where I was um, 
preparing to speak to a group of women. And there were so many things that, and understandings and truths of this, this philosophy that, that, yes, so many of us may have had experiences in our lives or things that maybe we just didn't feel like we, we had handled as our best self, um, we would want our best self to handle. And we feel broken and, and sometimes even shattered. And then the concept came around to, well, how many of us hide that brokenness? Are we ashamed of those broken parts, those broken pieces? And then kind of came, turned around and into a whole other concept of these scars, if you will, representing what we overcame and who we've become because of those different opportunities where we were, we were forced to, to learn and grow. And as I received feedback, and as I talked to more women, and as I could see their, their expression on their face change, because all of a sudden they had a great understanding that those, those pieces that maybe they were they were afraid to share with others or they were hiding and they wondered what people would think of them if they knew that they, they felt broken or they were, you know, whatever the case might be there, that all of a sudden that mind shift and there was a hope and, and this brightness and this weight almost lifted from them. And, and they realized and they recognized that what really came from those those um, experiences was strength, was beauty, and that's who they were, and that's who helped them to become who they had become. Were those experiences and opportunities that actually had broken them to a degree at one point in their life? So, Mark, that's where it began. As you and I started discussing these different opportunities and the experience that these um, women were having we began to look more deeply into, well, what else could this offer? What else could we learn from, from taking this concept of feeling broken and becoming beautiful? Or for scars and wounds that we heal to becoming precious scars. We- so, Annette, from what I hear you saying is uh, there are times when we when we maybe need to be a little bit vulnerable. There are times when we need to be more authentic. And that's what I think that we've found during these uh, these three zones during the last 10 months here, is we've gone from a place of, man, I just can't control what uh, I can't see. And we, we kind of give up sometimes to a point where I'm going to be creative. I'm going to do things maybe a little bit differently. I'm not going to allow what's happening around me to dictate how I feel inside. You know, it was interesting this week, um, Mark, as you you opened up to me about how January is is a hard month for you. And you really took steps forward in being vulnerable. I mean, we've been married for 36 years and I never, I never um, 
grasp that concept that January was hard for you? You know, sometimes it's difficult for guys to talk about their feelings. And if you're in a marriage or in a relationship, you recognize that uh, women are built a little bit differently uh, than men are when it comes to their mindfulness and when it comes to emotions. And uh, guys like don't like to talk, necessarily talk about it. But what that did when you opened up, it changed everything for me and the perspective. And for me, an understanding, oh, this is what this means. You know, in different responses and, and, and how that you were handling different things with work and at the home. And it all made sense. So it became this beautiful thing to have that vulnerable, authentic moment where you shared that with me. So, so I'm talking about myself here, but uh, here's what I think happened with me is I've, I've metamorphosized from that fear zone to the learning, to the learning zone, to the growth zone, but then I kind of started reverting back again to that fear zone there. I can't control what I can't control. And it, uh, it, it was something that once we had that uh, conversation, you and I, I got to tell you, it was exhilarating and liberating at the same time because we went from that uh, going backwards a little bit back again to going forward. So that growth cycle is very real. And, and it's not uncommon to, to go back around. But what I found with this is we quickly skyrocketed back, not only back to where we were, but we exceeded that in our communication skills when we had that conversation. So let's just talk for a minute about being authentic. There was a uh, there was a piece that I saw that I read not too long ago from someone by the name of uh, Sue Fitzmorris who talks about uh, being authentic, and she said what it means to be authentic is to be more concerned with truth than opinions, to be more sincere and not pretend, to be free from hypocrisy, walk your own talk, to know who you are and to be that person, to not fear others seeing your vulnerabilities, to being confident to walk away from situations where you cannot be yourself, being awake to your own feelings, being free from others' opinions of you, and accepting and loving yourself. And so that last point Accepting and loving yourself really is a catalyst from broken to beautiful. It really is. It's everything. And that's what's happened for me as we have, we have researched and we have investigated and we have put this, this course together. It, it came down to loving myself and, and recognizing that I could proudly wear my scars but it came through love. So, Annette, without giving it completely away, talk a little bit about Kintsuchi. Oh, man. Kintsuchi is a, an ancient Japanese art. It's something that, for me, I, I need visuals. I need visual reminders, and they really help me understand concepts better. And in this Japanese art of Kintsuchi, it's where... They've taken pottery that, that has been broken, and they, they so gracefully, and I envision them gracefully and tenderly picking up these pieces and, and cleaning it off. And then as part of the mending process, they mend it back together with this precious metal, which is gold. And then that piece of, of pottery 
actually becomes more valuable. It's more beautiful because of those scars. So it's not like super glue, where you super glue something together, where you can't see where the scar was. No, they they make it so it actually enhances the scar and springs out the beauty of it. And and when I realized this and I and I started to think of this concept of kintsuchi of a pottery bowl but it being me and and how those pieces those broken pieces those scars that that I tried so hard for so many years to hide really were what made me beautiful. So now when we talk about the different zones, let's get back to the zones again, just for a second. We talk about the fear zone, the learning zone, and the growth zone. And this process of kintsuchi is, is not like a common mend that we would make today on something that breaks. What do we typically do when something breaks today? We, we, we throw, usually it away. throw it away, don't we? We do. But the thing that we have learned to really appreciate with this kintsuchi concept is the fact that uh, it's part of what we consider in that, to be in that growth zone to live in the present, to, but to focus on the future there. And, and when, I, when, I, when I look at that, uh, and we, we've done this exercise. We've done a number of kintsuchi bowls that uh, have broken and mended them back together with, with uh, gold. Is it a simple process? It's not a simple process. And, and part of this process is we actually break the, the bowl. We break the piece of pottery. And that in of its, and of itself is an interesting process. To, to actually purposely break this beautiful piece of pottery. But isn't it interesting as we, as we look at that broken piece of pottery, that thing that used to be a beautiful dish, we, we see what it is in the present. But part of the beauty of Kintsuchi is having that vision. And the of potential what like. of what it's going to look like when it's mended. It's stronger. Those broken p- parts... The interesting thing is it's actually more, it's stronger than the rest of the bowl where it has been mended with that precious, precious gold. Can, can I tell our listeners that one of the parts of what we're going to be doing with our, with our, uh, from broken to beautiful is we're going to actually give you a kit where you can, where you can actually put together your own bowl. You have to break it first, which seems kind of uh, counterintuitive, but at the same time, you're going to learn a lot about uh, the process of mending as you're uh, as you're building this bowl together again. So it's exciting because it comes it'll come to your home and it's everything you need is in this in this kit. And we've got some tutorials and videos and it's it's a really neat experience, especially neat experience to do with someone else. And and why is this an important process? It's important to recognize that one there are things that happen outside of our control that break us. There are things that we may do unknowingly to ourselves that break us. But the most important part of this is when we visually see this, we visually do this, and we vi- we physically mend and put it back together, we see the beauty, we see the strength, and it's no longer broken. And we're going to talk about the power that comes from mending something the right way. Exactly. And it's not just a quick put together, which is the cause of many of our emotional struggles that we have today. 
is we just try to quickly put something together. And this is going to help you, and we're going to spend a lot more time talking about that. One of the other components of this course that I'm really excited about is we're going to help you to get to know yourself even a little bit better than you probably even think you know yourself right now. That's I'm smiling here because that's a whole nother process. And we have a, a workbook. It's called Finding Me. And there are steps in this workbook. And again, it's not a process you can rush through. It's something you need to thoughtfully go through and honestly be vulnerable with yourself. Sometimes we don't like being vulnerable with ourselves and being authentic with ourselves. We want to give the answer we think the world wants to know. This is a time to be honest with yourself. And, and part of that being honest with ourselves, how many times have you ever said, I wish I was like so-and-so? Or I, I wish my attributes or my skills were as good as somebody else's. And that can't always be the case. You know, when we talk about reinventing ourselves, reinventing ourselves and accepting ourselves are really part of the same conversation. Accepting who we are and uh, the experiences that we've had and trying to put ourselves in a position where we can better our current self is really what this course from Broken and Beautiful is all about. And I really believe that as we, as we help you to identify who you are, you're going to recognize that you don't want to be somebody else. You want to be yourself. But we're going to help you to recognize who you are. We're going to give you some skills. We're going to give you some ideas. We're going to actually, and this is one of the things I'm really excited about, is uh, we're going to provide to you the Rizzo Hudson Enneagram Type Indicator. Now, th th those are some words that you probably don't know. What it is, more than anything else, is a, is a personality assessment. Now, throughout my life, I've taken different personality assessments. I've taken the Myers-Briggs, which is very common out there. I've taken the color test. You know, are you blue, yellow, red? What are you there? And I've also taken the Colby Index. But I will tell you that probably the most I've ever gotten from learning not only my personality traits, but how I can make them work in my best effort is from the uh, Rizzo-Hudson Enneagram Type Indicator. It's fun. It, it was so eye-opening for me. And like you, Mark, I also have taken some other personality tests. But this is so different than anything that we took because not only does it tell you your strengths and your weaknesses, it gives you resources. We will give you resources to help you be your best self in this area. And maybe when you're not your best self, then you'll see, you know, well, this is where you tend to go and how to act, but we can give you those tools and those resources to help you in your different circles. Now I'm laughing a little bit because I some of these things that I've taken in the past uh, will tell you that you're good at this or you're good at that. And then it says, you know what, you don't do this very well. Try to work harder on it. And that's it. But one of the things that the uh, Rizzo Hudson Enneagram type indicator is going to do, once you take this assessment, and I don't even like to call it a test. Test is kind of a scary it is. term there. And it's something, oh, do I really want to know the results? And I will tell you that the answer is a very emphatic yes. You do want to know the results because with those results are going to come 20 plus pages of information that's going to help you to understand your true side. It's going to help you understand your hidden side. It's going to help you to learn how to be your best 
under stress, under relationship issues, uh, at work, at home, whatever the case might be. As Annette and I were talking earlier, you know, how do we deal with situations that might be a little bit sideways in our lives? And how can we make that a healthy versus an unhealthy conversation with those that uh, we're around? We're going to learn different levels of development and more than anything else, how to grow from those levels of development. It's just another exciting piece of the overall course from Broken to Beautiful. We are thrilled about it. And we have, we've had some beta testing out there and we've, we've done some, um, some different courses and things with this so that we can refine it and help you have the best experience in, in finding your best self, in, in co- becoming, in from going from that point of where you might feel broken to beautiful. I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life that, that maybe I felt lonely or other times that I've been depressed or other times feeling like I'm making great strides to become who I want to be, which, Mark, this takes me back to this, these zones, the fear zone, the learning zone, the growth zone. You know, we, we, are, we can find ourselves in either one of these zones at different times in our lives. But what this has allowed me to do as we've gone through this and have developed it and refined it, it's helped me to, to take all these pieces and to, to mend it and to strengthen it and to feel like I've become whole. So the interesting thing about it is we might have the same goals. We might have the same objectives, but the way of getting to those goals and those objectives might be a little bit differently placed based upon how we how, how we see ourselves and how others might see us as well. In fact, it was really interesting because when we took this assessment, the results that I got were completely, completely different. You know, you talk about polar opposites. I thought that we were very much alike, which we are. We are. Which we are. We have the same goals. But at the same time, some of the uh, attributes and some of the areas that I see that I need to work on were completely different than Annette's. Which... It was super interesting to get those results. But when you talk about that we are alike in our goals, it takes me to another thing that I've been focusing on, and that's unity. Well, unity doesn't mean that we're exact in our characteristics and things, but we have unity of purpose. And that's not one of, unity is not one of those points there uh, in the nine points there of the Enneagram. We're going to learn you know, the difference between a reformer, a helper, an achiever, a peacemaker, an individualist, and a challenger, a loyalist, an uh, investigator, and an enthusiast. I mean, all those different areas kind of put us in a position where we have to learn, you know, how, how, how can I best deliver my message? How can I best become my true and best self? So let me ask you this, Mark. Did the results of this assessment, would you have clapped? characterized yourself as that type before you took it? Actually, the answer is, in my case, yes. There, Because uh, my, my number one uh, came out to be that I was an achiever. And Annette knew that. But what we didn't know at the time was, how can I, being the achiever, I, and, I'm not, and I'm not suggesting that uh, we're, we're the odd couple here, where one of us is a clean freak and, other, and the other isn't, because we're, we're very clean. But we're very different in the way that we 
go about doing things. Well, and it gives you your number one, and then it, it, it's so exciting. There's so much to learn about this that we don't have time to do that. But the point, the point I'm trying to make there is that uh, with me, the achiever is, this is the guy that has to make his bed first thing in the morning before he does anything else. And Annette looks at me and goes, oh, I get it now. I get it now. I do. The interesting thing is that I've always liked to make the bed in the morning too. So it's, it's, but yet the priority was different. It wasn't the first thing I had to do in the morning, but it all makes sense. It it does make sense. And so the nice thing about it is that it gives both of us the ability to, to look at uh, how this other person is made. I look at Annette's uh, uh, indicators there and I look up mine and I look at uh, how we can help each other to grow, as well as how we can help ourselves to grow individually. Now, you might be thinking that change is too difficult. And and one of my favorite poets is Robert Frost. And uh, in one of his writings, he once said that the best way out is always through. And we really can't change who we want to become as it pertains to being our best self unless we address that particular issue head on. It's the only way to do it. For years and years and years, I tried to skirt around certain things. And it was taxing. And the freedom and of life and the peace and the joy that has come as I have headed it straight on and gone through it has made me who I am. So I guess what we're trying to say is give yourself a break. You know, there are times when we're not happy with what happens around us. We're not happy with some of the decisions that we make. But give yourself a break. Learn more about who you are. Learn who and what you can do to maybe react to situations a little bit different. Determine whether or not you're still in that fear zone. Determine whether or not you have the abilities, which I will tell you that you do, uh, have the abilities to get from fear to learning to growth. And from that, you're going to learn that uh, your life is not going to be as difficult going forward, especially as we're dealing with this continuation of being placed in our homes and, and having to wear masks everywhere we go. Is it getting old? Yeah, it is. But how do we deal with it better? How do we learn how to deal with this that, quite frankly, is going to help us to learn how to deal with other obstacles and other issues that we deal with after COVID-19 is long gone? Oh, yeah. This is not just a COVID-19 thing. I keep thinking how many of us live with fear, that daily fear. And we just think that's how it's going to be. There's things that we don't want to feel. There's things that we don't want to address. There's just, we just, we just don't. Through this course, you will be able to find self-acceptance, self-love, you'll be able to see the beauty behind all these different seasons of your life and all these different experiences that have helped you become who you truly are. So with that, any last thoughts, Annette, that you have with regards to the course that uh, you want to share without telling everything? The last thought is join us. Join us on this journey. We are here to help you find your best self. We are here to help you learn some of these um, same same experiences that we have to follow these if you will these this Karen that we've created to to show you the way um, 
for those of you who who um, want to join our course, the link will be in the show notes. It'll be on our our profile and our bio on Instagram and Facebook, or you can just simply go to KarenTheLow.com, and right there at the top, you're going to see Learn More. And when you do that, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free um, Finding Me workbook. But in the checkout, if you'll put in the keyword podcast, you'll receive an additional 15% off. Very good, Annette. Let's close with one thought. I, I love this thought from Helen Keller. She said that the best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. And that's really what we're trying to help you to, to learn is to feel with your heart, to, to learn that uh, life really is worthwhile. It's, it's, life is good. We might be faced with difficulties. We might be faced with challenges that might seem to be such that we can't control. But I promise you that through your ability to learn how to change, your ability to learn how to grow and to progress in life, you'll find that uh, life is much better than you thought it was. So with that, thank you for joining us today. We hope that you've enjoyed our conversation together as we've discussed our new, our new course from Broken to Beautiful. You know, each of us have a story to share. Author Brene Brown reminds us that owning our story is the bravest thing that you'll ever do. The stories and experiences our guests share inspire us as well as help us to grow and to connect with others. And we invite you to become a part of Care in the Load community through social media, as well as to share the site with those who you know and love. We are stronger together. Keep caring.